everybody, and welcome to another sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmerville. And joining us, as always, is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. That's me. Hey, what's going on? We took a week off. Uh, we did take a week off yeah. for the sad, sad parting of I.O. West, yeah. uh, which we will mention only briefly before moving on. Yeah. I took uh, it off to watch the Olympics. Right. So did Phil and I. Yeah. I thought we, all the wall Olympics this I actually whole time. Didn't no, we, go to the IO West and it's closing two we weeks. We had a production no. meeting and we so. said we'll take the week off, but we'll do it because we'll all consume so much sports, we'll all be much better prepared for the next podcast to talk about Olympic stuff. Yeah, I was lying and I've now forgotten that I lied to you about that, and that's why I went ahead and said the truth there that I lied about before. And I didn't watch it because I don't watch sports. Which is why you, you watched the, watch the Olympics. I know. Week one, I did. Week two, I kind of went on, moved on with my life. You were just like, ah, uh, two weeks too much. Yeah, it was uh, the first week. It was new and exciting, and then the, I got the seven-year itch. <laughs> I was ready to get out of there. You, you got no like the seven-minute itch. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's a it's a social media world. You gotta go, go, go. That's right. In, in that social media world of uh, quickness and short attention spans, Joel, would you like to give a quick uh, eulogy to the iOS? Uh, yeah, the I.O. West, uh, was open for about 19 years. It was an improv theater in Los Angeles. It was very near and dear to my heart. Uh, a lot of the comedy that I've ever done was there. So it's closing, uh, was a dear departure and, uh, Sharna Halpern is a garbage person. Yes. And I'm making <laughs> peanut butter cookies. You know, that's, that's a fitting <laughs> In, in so many different ways. At a pet store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom, stop sleeping with my brother. Anyway, what do we got in the podcast this week? Oh, we got that one Russian figure skater. I believe it was Alina Zagatova. Alina, Alina Zagatova. Yep. She won, won the gold. Won the gold medal for the, uh, the for or. Yeah. I'm excited because having a gold medalist on. It's yeah. just like you can't do better than that. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, this is going to be a big one. Uh, she, she represents the... The Russian uh, Olympic athletes. The Olympic athletes from right. Russia. OAR. Uh, in, uh, yeah, and in the Winter Olympics, they're or In the summer, they're going to be paddle. Uh, so that'll be a little change. Oh, man. Uh, I was hoping you'd do an early <laughs> aughts uh, uh, rock joke. I was going to say yeah. OAR, the band. Oh, in that's just wood, too obvious. I already read about that. Yeah. Mm. I, I think I'm much happier with paddle. So <laughs> You would be. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she's going to come on, talk to us a little bit about... Uh, you know, doping scandals in Russia, winning the gold medal, et cetera, et cetera. So what it means probably to, to clear medalist. the air a little bit. I don't think there's any air that needs to be cleared. I think she uh, should clear the there's air. There's some air that needs to be cleared of I a cloud of, of steroid controversy. I guess, so, I guess yeah. that's true. And we have, uh, Phil, do we have a wide world of weird sport? You're goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, LeBron James update, watch, update. LeBron James update, watch, update. Brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors... Today. 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 We've really had a lot of the LeBron James ones. I guess that's what happens when you're still an active athlete and our other update watch updates are not. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yeah, because there have been a couple updates. You've had the Tim Tebow update watch update. Yeah, By yeah. the way, he sprained his ankle on a sprinkler. But uh, that news story didn't have a lot of meat. Yeah, yeah, it didn't. And I guess I heard that was some some executive in in the Mets said that he was going to play. In some executive? You mean the general manager? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, the general manager said he could see him in the Twitch. Which, even though he's the general manager, I probably would have said, I'll bet you 20 bucks he doesn't. <laughs> uh, and then you had Johnny Manziel not playing sports. Yep. Yeah. And we've done some other but random ones. On his way, but no, we, we worked him in here, but uh, it's worth noting, bulk of them, LeBron James. Well, it, and it's, mm -hmm. well, here's the thing. 
LeBron alleges referees have a bias that favors shooters. Oh. Oh, no. Subheadline, protesting fans clap and chant just like Congress. Hey! <laughs> After attempting just four... It's a, it's a particularly conservative crowd. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Interesting to note. <laughs> uh, after attempting just four free throws in a 110-94 loss to San Antonio Spurs on Sunday, Cavaliers star LeBron James said the NBA officiating caters more to outside shooters than to players who regularly drive to the basket. Hmm. Candid LeBron is even better when he's frustrated. Uh-oh. This is true. Though at least this is one case though where I want to be like, "Hey Candid LeBron, maybe take a look back at the career of one never candid Michael Jordan." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and all of the people preceding the era when they changed all the rules to make it easier for him to be Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan's the one that said Republicans buy sneakers too. That's that's true. That yeah. and that does weave us back to that whole shooting thing. Ah, you said conservative earlier. Maybe. Uh, no, no. Now let's hear LeBron out. He said, "We're at a point now where we protect the shooter more than the driver. There's no reason I should be going to the lane, the line four times in a game when I drive 100 times to the paint, and I'm getting hit and slapped and grabbed and whatever and whatnot. We protect the shooter. That's what it's turned into. Chicks dig the long ball, and that's what it's about." LeBron continued. Also, if you notice, they don't call traveling anymore. What's up with that? <laughs> Is he trying to work on his tight 10 for the Leno program? <laughs> yeah. uh, it was all basketball jokes, which I think uh, people were not necessarily expecting. Oddly sure. <laughs> well, the type of basketball now is a far cry from the NBA jam style of basketball we'd largely had since the 90s. You're in fuego! Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, in terms of players shooting more, you know, and shooting right. from greater distances. And basically, the long twos are dumb. Threes mm-hmm. are smart. Yeah. And then short twos, right? Right. And it's been a long time coming, but basically, Phil, buzzer beaters have yeah. conclusively conquered <laughs> slam dunks. Oh, yeah. Buzzer beaters are the best, right, guys? Well, this, that's, yeah. what this, that's what this means. Jane- I think for the longest time, we drastically underestimated the incredibly intelligent sabermetric point that Phil was making when he insisted that buzzer beaters were so great. That well, and they have to shoot from real far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's in there. Yeah. <laughs> but... But, you know, all of the major statisticians agree with Phil fundamentally. Uh, James had 12 direct drives against the Spurs, according to Second Spectrum, and none of his direct drives resulted in a foul. It was the 10th time this season that James's direct drive total exceeded his total free throws attempted by eight or more. Mm. This just shows that advanced stats are everywhere now, and finally the NBA can more accurately quantify how much whining there should be after a game. <laughs> right. That's, That's great good. news. Yeah. A Cavs big man, Tristan Thompson, spoke up on James's behalf saying, I think with him being so strong and athletic, just because he's bigger and stronger than everyone doesn't mean it should not be a foul. I think he gets fouled more than anyone in the league, and he gets hit, and people just kind of take advantage of the fact that he's 280 pounds and he's a freight train. Oh, I weigh about as much as LeBron James. Huh, he's a freight train? Well, Thompson failed to note that NBA players with similar body types who are not named LeBron James get calls at an even lower rate. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Now, is this just a veiled criticism at the Steph Curry's of the world? Like, I liked it when I was the only superstar and I got all the calls, but now there are new superstars getting called when they're shooting threes? Yeah, and I, I buy it. What is this bullshit? I guess I don't completely understand how much difference there could be in the foul call on the three. 
Well, I think the idea is when you go to the lane, there's a lot of contact. When you, well, when no, you go to the basket, yeah. there's a lot of contact. But I just think like it's this is a little ridiculous. Yeah. I think I I would have to agree. I I will say uh, it would have done LeBron some good to have had to have gone up against the bad boys for a few years there. Well, that would have straightened yeah. him out right <laughs> yeah, Take that, LeBron. Gotten gotten several bones in his face broken, toughened up. <laughs> I'm not saying he wouldn't have found success. I'm just saying if if he's upset about this. He would have had the more he would have had the heroic journey, right? He would have yeah. been knocked down would have first. Been way, if he could have vanquished Bill Lambeer. Yeah. And, and root to his title. He would have gotten knocked down, and he'd get up again. Yeah. Because you're never going to keep LeBron James down. Uh, LeBron James was called for a technical foul after missing a driving layup with seven minutes remaining, trailing by 12, and he argued with referee Ken Maurer that a foul should have been called in the play. He missed a layup? Man, yeah. he must suck at basketball, right? Well, well, either that or he got whacked real hard in the way. <laughs> it's not oh. entirely it was, a layup. It was James's fifth technical of the season in just 59 games. Last season, James had four technicals in 74 games. If this tells you anything... It's, I hope you enjoyed your single championship, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so we've all waited a couple minutes. When is the comparison to Shaq coming? Now. During the Cavs' 2016 first playoff series against the Pistons, Cleveland coach, in quotes <laughs> there, Tyron Lue compared James to another physical figure in NBA history whom the referees seem to have a tough time officiating fairly. Shaquille O'Neal. That's right. Oh, He's wow. the Shaq of Bill. guards and well, forwards. because Jordan earlier said the wow compared to Shaq. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still impressed. Thank you. He's so strong and physical. When he goes to the basket, guys are bouncing off him. Those are still fouls, but he doesn't get the call because he's so big and so strong and so physical. Yeah, and he's both icy and hot. Yeah, so big. So strong. Yeah, left out of this is basically the superstar effect and how many LeBron, how many calls LeBron gets that someone not named LeBron would not get. Yeah, like most of them. And basically, I feel like this is the first act of a movie, like It's a Wonderful Life, but about LeBron learning what it's like to be an average player in the NBA. Right. Ooh, that. I yeah. totally watched Merry that. Merry Christmas, bench! <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, you old watering bottle! Merry Christmas, fans that aren't wearing my jersey that are cheering for someone else! <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. 2018 Pyeongchang Winter Olympics Death Watch. 2018 Pyeongchang Winter Olympics Death 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 Watch. Brought to you by Jimmy Smith's Funeral Home. Don't you want your funeral planned by star of stage and screen, Jimmy Smith's? <laughs> USOC will address underwhelming Olympic medal count. Oh! oh. Okay, I don't need to tell you guys this because it's the reason why everyone was so glum at work this past week. Yeah, sure. yeah, and it's even been really down in the sports, sports, sports studio, studio, and studio. even even la- half of the last previous week because it became clear our fate was sealed. Mm-hmm. The United States' meager medal count in Pyeongchang was its worst haul in twenty years. Yikes! Ooh. Since the uh, Miracle on Ice, it's only no, that was. 38 years ago at this point. That was a long time ago. That's yep. correct. Number one, of course, Norway. Mm-hmm. 14-11 splits. I, I really love how much Norway cleans up in the Winter Olympics. Oh, yeah. Like, non-factor in the summer games. But if you isolate it just to snow shit, 
They fucking own it's you. Because they have to well, compete so, against trolls growing up. Yeah, all, exactly. I believe all but two of their medals are in skiing. Oh yeah, two. They like it's like super all cross country skiing, yeah. and they're so dominant in cross country skiing. Uh, of course, and then you had Germany and Canada. They're out there doing yeah. the biathlon without any guns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just blow through. <laughs> and then, and then of course, us twenty three medals. Yeah. Now, if you're the USOC's chief of sports performance, Alan Ashley. You might rightly be dreading your every four years performance review. Boy, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a pretty tough job. Chief of sports performance. Now, sports fans of all nations enjoy using the medal counts as uh, as fun as they are imperfect to measure their country's success and just how proud they should be for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, for Alan Ashley, the medal count is pretty much the only criteria his job is graded on. Yeah. Uh-oh. Which has got to be tough. That's a pretty small sample size every four years. So Alan Ashley, USOC Chief of Sports Performance, who you know would be stealing the spotlight had the medal count been acceptably higher, Oh yeah, is getting out in front of the issue with the media. Good. During the USOC's uh, closing news conference, he vowed to examine what went wrong and how to resolve the issues moving forward. Quote, we're going to take a hard look at what occurred here, Ashley said coupled with traumatic internal flashbacks to his football coach father mocking his success at the middle school science Olympiad. (laughs) Quote, everything we're responsible for and everything that is basically under my responsibility is focused on how to help out our top athletes achieve success. Mm. I'm accountable for that. and I'm not going to shy away from that. Then, as his mother's appeal to his father echoed in his head, honey, just because Alan doesn't play sports doesn't mean he can't major in sports management. (laughs) Alan Ashley began with the rationalizations. He pointed out that 35 U.S. athletes finished 4th through 6 at the 2018 oh, Games. Oh, loser that, talk. Hey, no. Loser I'm gonna, talk. I'm going to disagree and say that this is him analyzing process and saying that while top three finishes are not necessarily the best indicator of you supplying high-quality athletic performance over time. Blah. Quote, it's not as though we were in these situations where you're saying, oh, we're going to do this great achievement, and then we were 20th, 40th, 70th, whatever. Dad! <laughs> he said, then wondered, oh shit, did I say dad aloud? <laughs> <laughs> the day before, the Associated Press leaked an internal USOC spreadsheet, which set a goal of 37 medals with a minimum of 25 medals. And we got 24? 23. Oh, lower than minimum. Now, how did how did they arrive at the goal of 37, though? Because they thought Sean White was going to win at least 20. <laughs> well, was it some complex algorithm, personal goal sheets submitted by the athletes, or one more than the total number of conference championships won by Allen's father coaching Greenfield High Football? <laughs> no. No, the 37 medal goal was simply the U.S.'s previous Olympic record, set oh, okay. in 2010. And their low benchmark matched the USOC's total for the fewest medals won in a Winter Olympics Games in the last 20 years. Uh, They really kind of set themselves up for that one, didn't they? (laughs) Yeah. However, with Russia's vast and state-sponsored doping operation mostly sidelined this year, this seemed like an opportunity to possibly set a new record and prove Alan's father wrong. Yeah, they haven't discovered most of our doping yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're it's, better at it's it. It's much more like spread out and less systematic, which is actually winding up to be a real advantage this time around. Uh, yeah, because uh, capitalism works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no yeah, Don't state sponsor your doping. Have companies do it. Right. The Private free sector, market. that yeah. shit. Yeah. Free, free market doping. Free market doping is always going to beat your centralized 
planned doping. <laughs> I get all my doping from Alibaba. It's cheaper that way. Yeah. Uh, the USOC spends more than $60 million damn dollars over the course of an Olympic cycle to mm-hmm. support athletes and their organizations, or roughly $2.6 million per medal. Ooh. This time. Ooh. You know, it's, yeah. It's a lot per medal. You can't flip them for that much. No. However... Ashley has reallocated a greater portion of that money towards the sports with the highest medal counts. He also raised the idea of emulating what worked in, uh, for 2018 medal leaders, Norway, Germany, and Canada. Being... I don't, I don't know. The, the article didn't specify here, so I wasn't sure what he meant. Yeah. Mm. Like, but, however, we faced this sort of adversity in the past. In 1998, the U.S. Uh, took home only 13 medals. And the changes they made resulted in that number soaring to 34 in 2002. Wow. Or they just got luckier. Yeah, it could have been. It could, <laughs> could be. Yeah, it seems like the, it's not a team effort. Yeah. With the, it's like sport by sport. Well, ultimately, yes, Phil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's not like Except, they're all on one soccer team losing. Well, with it's, the exception of the sports that are a team effort, like curling, hockey. Yeah, but that's only one medal, right? If, they, if you win hockey, it's not like you get... 20 medals or however many people play hockey that's true it just counts for one yeah (laughs) so the medal thing it shouldn't be it's not like everybody's good that year or everybody sucks that year it's random yeah yeah and you're missing out but i would i would say look at the performance by the two smoking hotties on our women's ski team when you say smoking hotties it it makes it it sound never feels right when you do this and i know talking about your younger cousin and i know you, you mean to be complimentary but I also know that you prefer the athletic body type, and so this really gives me the skeevies every time you uh, do yeah. this. I'm really sorry, but I mean, I think <laughs> no, you're not. Know what I'm, no, I'm, it, I'm a little sorry. It reminds me of when you're, you say firm buttocks. I don't think I've ever said those two words. I know, but I can picture you <laughs> saying it. <laughs> you right. seem like the kind of person that would say firm buttocks. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. Even I'm a little embarrassed by how skeevy it is, but... Uh, <laughs> But what the hey? What's the point in having a podcast if you're not going to to really just bare your soul? But but yeah, like like you know, that's what's in your soul. <laughs> sure, <laughs> Lindsey Vaughn is incredibly attractive. I'm not afraid of saying it. And you know, just missed. She got a bronze instead of a gold. Michaela Schifrin, right? But that counts just as a medal. A couple. That's true. But but Schifrin finished like fourth at one point. Yeah. And you know, a lot like like her schedule was condensed by weather. Like, there's a lot of reasons why we would have just not had that many medals this year. Well, there's, uh, and I the, really would agree with his point of the number of fourth to six finishes that I'd oh, argue... I don't know. That's loser talk. Yeah, I kind of feel no. like, oh, well, you know, we almost made the playoffs. Well, no, I, I hear that, but I think if you're talking about, like, say, football, where you play 16 games and the difference between 10 and 6 and making the playoffs and 9 and 7 and missing is basically a lot of lucky bounces over the course of the season, I think, you know, if you're a routinely 9 and 7 team you have to look at yourself in a different way than if you're like a routinely 6 and 10 team I'm glad you said that Joel because one Olympics does not constitute a pattern and this could wind up being just a bad beat then again maybe Alan's father was right about one thing it's athletes who ultimately succeed or fail on their own and you're just a glorified cheerleader Alan ouch Scheduled to join us in the podcast now is uh, Russian gold medal figure skater Alina Zegatova, but her chair is empty. So I'm, I'm down gonna... here. Hey, what's, Look what's down there? here. What's that? It said. Oh, it's a. Uh, oh my it's gosh! Me. There's a. So she left it's her gold, gold medal. medal. She left gold... her medal here, but no, I didn't see her come here. in. I came of my own volition. 
You hear that voice too, right? Don't you? Uh, yeah. Down here, what you were just that, looking at. Is that in the headphones? No, I'm it's hearing me. it in my headphones. Yeah, I'm hearing it in my headphones it's too. It's the metal. Look down. Can Do we think... talk to the producer? No, here? you see the little mouth on the metal? Oh, wait. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's me, Alina Zagatova's metal. Holy crap. You've got all gold teeth. Yeah, of course I do. I'm made of gold. Holy. There's I... not, I'm pure gold. My tongue is gold. My throat is gold. We That's were about really it. confused. That's about we, it. we thought we were getting gold medalist Alina Zagatova. No, you're not... getting Alina Zagatova's gold medal. Okay, I can understand why. I can't believe your booker, <laughs> Gene, didn't make this clear. It's pronounced Jean. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's uh yeah I mean I guess I guess that is sort of what he told us we must have just sort of connected what we thought were yeah. logical dots yeah. in our own heads. Well, I'm sorry, but I I I came on the podcast to clear the air about something. Right. What so do you what do you have to clear the, the air podcast? about? As you <laughs> may notice, I don't. Alina is not here with me. That was that oh, was literally yeah. the first thing we it's, noticed. Yeah it's, yeah, it's just the anthropomorphic uh, gold medal and not Elena Zagatova. I have a name. <laughs> Sorry, what's your name? Gold Metal. <laughs> First name Gold, last name Metal. Yeah. Okay, sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, I uh, am no longer with Alina. Oh, that, that's a what? shame. She I was lose you stripped or what? of my athlete for doping. Oh, no. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I'm really confused as to what, what that means. Yes. I'm, sorry, did Alina Zagatova get caught for doping? No, Alina did not dope. Are you sure She's this not, is purely no, typical of dope. the Russians? So why, no, were, why she, was she stripped She was clean. You? She peed very clean. I saw it. It was clear and clean. I was the one that was doping. And I'm, therefore, I am in shame. All the old, None of the other gold medals will even look me in the teeth. <laughs> My gold, gold teeth. Yeah, so I'm I'm sorry. So y- I will never be be able to go home and look my parents in the eye again. You, the Mister and Mrs. Metal, you the metal have been stripped of, of my athlete. athlete because you were doping. Yes, I was doping. I think I get this because yeah. I think it's no. Here's the thing where I'm going to come down hard on you. I think the Olympics need to take a stance on doping. And I think the integrity of the games is so important, so important that we can't allow doping even by the medals. That's that's why I admit it, and that's how, why I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take my dope? drag through the. How does a how does a medal dope? What do you do? Well, first that would require doping. You're an inanimate object. First, I spend I go to the smelter, and I get a little extra plate of gold put on me. They smelt a little more gold on me around See, the edges. So really, make me a little goldier. You're larger, a little heavier. A little heavier. A little more gold than the other gold medals so is what you're saying. So then when they reach into the big bucket where they pull out the gold medals to give it to the athlete, <laughs> I feel a little weightier, so they pick me. I'm... So I'm, I know that I, it was my way of getting a slight advantage over the other gold medals. Your, your argument smart. here is that they... they, they Pull the medals out of a generic bucket. It's, it's not a, an argument. It sounds like he's explained the process. That's the process, that's okay. the process of Olympic right. gold. But why Why would being heavier and weightier make you that much more attractive uh, a medal to the person have who you, is blindly have you plucking ever, them from the bucket? Have you ever chosen a piece of paper out of a hat? I haven't because yeah. I have no hands yeah. because I'm a gold you, medal. You're, you're unable to but move. But I've seen it done. Yeah. And I've heard that sometimes people like lick the corner of the paper or they wad it up. So that it feels different to their hands so they can pull out one of the pieces of paper that is preferable. 
Yeah, but then in the, the same way, I feel different than the other metals, and therefore I'm chosen out of the bucket. But why would they pick a first. different metal just because it think, felt different? I think you're focusing on the wrong thing. All the gold medals should be the same size, weight, dimensions. This medal cheated I was and went not, beyond yes. that. He was not the same. He was larger, heavier, and contained more gold than the other medals. Thank you. But I don't see how that could possibly matter. Well, there's other things that mattered. The ribbon is generally 100% cotton. Mm-hmm. I mix some of my cotton with a little silk. Why'd you do so that? It's a little smoother on the fingers Ooh. when they pick me out of the bucket. It just sounds like he made himself a nicer medal. And you can't you allow can't that at the that. Olympics. It's got to be the same medal. Why not? Because all the medals have to be the same. The, the gold medal that, uh, uh, that uh, you know, a figure skater wins has to be the same gold medal as a cross-country skier wins. Why? Because if you feel different, you're more likely to get chosen. Look, at the end of the... What possible I can't believe I have to explain this to you. The, I but can't the, believe I'm having so this conversation. they make about 5,000 gold medals before every Olympics. The ones that they get don't chosen out of... That no, no, medals. exactly. Some of them get chosen out of the bucket, and the rest of them get melted down, and then they, uh, they become teeth for pirates. I didn't want to be a tooth for a pirate. I think some of the so information you have is, is a little outdated, but... Well, that was how it was in the 1800s. Right, right. Things have changed a little bit. I don't know really because I never the leave the bucket the because I'm a gold medal. Okay, I'm... I'm so, so there's all of these gold medals that aren't getting selected, and that's, that's the issue here? Yeah, and those get melted down and turned into scrap gold. Why would they... <laughs> yes, and, and obviously the... We're all familiar with the scrap Yeah, they go to the, the the We Buy Gold stores yeah, yeah. around Beverly Hills, and they just shop around no. the gold medals. Yeah, I think we, we all could have assumed that that was what was happening. I would have gone for 30 bucks, melted down. Yeah, uh, well, no, you would have gone for a lot more than that. But, uh, not, not that we got buy gold places where I go from. Well, I guess maybe if you're gold-plated and not solid gold. That's the other thing. I'm mostly tin. Oh, oh wow. no. Yeah. I don't want to hear I that. I just wanted to be a gold medal. <laughs> so I doped up some gold on me. You know, now now that I'm looking at it, I guess it really isn't fair to those medals that were actually gold or even silver and yeah. got yeah. beat out by a tin medal. A tin medal. That had simply played hey, itself in gold. I know. Now you're being racist. No, we're not. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, first thing, I know a yeah. lot of pewter medals. It's the seventh most valuable medal. All right. And, well, then I you mean, get a pass. <laughs> they, the pewter medals work so hard to become like a silver medal. Yeah. And so many of them don't reach that. And to know that a tin metal can just waltz right in here, go to a right solder, yeah, slapping some gold on the outside, and then then yeah. rising rising to the top like that, I guess it just really makes you question the entire process. It's true, and that's why I'm retiring in shame. That said, I do think I have to admit there at least has to be some sympathy for the metals, given that you were going to be melted down and make your way into the the scurvy inflicted mouth of a pirate. Yeah. To avoid that, you would go to great lengths. To I don't, that's why I would do. Shows you the plight of the metal. We, but we but, really need to acknowledge the degree to which these metals are coming from backgrounds where where becoming a gold medal is so so important. You know that it's it's different for them, and the incentives to dope are so much higher. That's me, true. Let me ask you now: now that you've been caught, you've retired in shame. Your future. Is it getting melted down? What's happening here, buddy? Well, like, what's what's going on? What's what's your next year look like? 
I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna just be awarded at the Paralympics. <laughs> All right, gold well, medal. Uh, thank you very much yeah. for your yep, time. You're today. welcome. I really appreciate <laughs> it. Anytime. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide World of Weird Sports. Eww, what do we get this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports. The eight craziest things I saw at the 2018 Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang. Ooh, who's the I in this? Time Magazine. Sean Gregory. Okie doke. Yep. The 2018 Olympic Games are officially over with closing ceremony, bringing down the curtains of Pyeongchang's He's, Pyeongchang's he's got two first names there. Yeah. Sean Gregory, yeah. You know what? I'm going to skip uh, past the intro. Let's okay, get that's to the fine. Beat. Here we go. He's going to be naming the eight craziest things he saw. Yeah, Pyeongchang in the Winter Olympics. All right, All right number one. Tonga's bare-chested Olympian strikes again. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's pandering. Yeah, well. Is that really the craziest thing that you've seen? Is that I guy mean, doing that for the second time? Go on YouTube. Uh, while lingering backstage the opening ceremonies, I spotted him jumping up and down trying to pump himself up. Pita Tufa Tufa, the Tongan Olympian who skyrocketed to global fame while marching shirtless and covered in coconut oil at the Rio Olympics in 2016, was giving it another go. Apparently, the 20-degree temperatures weren't enough to stop Tufa Tufa, now competing in the Winter Olympics as a cross-country skier from bearing his chest. I'm warm, Tufa Tufa shouted before entering the stadium. You lie, I thought. I don't like this writer. All right. Well, number two. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> number two, North Korea's strange cheering squad. As was mentioned earlier, the North Korean cheering squad bounced from event to event, swaying their arms in unison, singing cheer up when the unified Korean ho- women's hockey team gave up goals. <laughs> That's so sad. But they were in very good sync when they clapped. Uh, well, most of the crowd at the game between Korea and Switzerland got uh, out of their chairs and danced when a performer sang Uptown Funk during an intermission. The North Korean women sat in their seats singing their traditional tunes. I feel like he didn't need to go to North Korea or to South Korea to write this article. He could have just pulled all of this off of Twitter. Yeah, I remember all this from YouTube. Yeah. All right, number three. Russia's Olympic doping scandal in curling? I'm going to skip past this one because we already Uh, talked about this. Number four. Oops, she did it again. Jocelyn Lamoureux-Davidson deciding shootout goal in Team USA's 3-2 win over Canada in the gold medal game was just plain nasty. Mm. Yep. That was great. It was pretty good. Yeah, she swerved around the ice while skating towards the net. Already intent, psyching out. Canada goaltender Shannon Sabatos. Her stick flitched right for a nanosecond, then came back left. By the time Sabatos was already confused and Lamro could have just backhanded the shot, but the coach nicknamed this maneuver, Oops, I Did It Again, after the Britney Spears song for a reason. I feel Oops. like the Sean coach Gre- did that. Yeah. The co- oh. yeah. Yeah. I, I get the sense that Sean Gregory, maybe not the guy who watches that much hockey. <laughs> Why? Is or, that a common or just thing? sports in general. He writes for time. He doesn't write for time sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even sports time. Right. <laughs> sports time's a great mag. Uh, number six, America's cross-country skiing triumph. Oh, yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. This one I really had no right seeing, but dumb luck prevailed. <laughs> 
Ah, oh, that's so dumb. Well, at the Pyeongchang cross-country <laughs> venue reporting a story about Norway's superiority at these Olympics, I stood in the mix zone, the area where reporters from around the world jostled to stick tape recorders in the faces of athletes following their competitions to talk to Norwegians after their inevitable win, or at worst, silver, in the ladies' sprint relay event. Yeah. Two skiers were neck and neck at the end. The crowd was going wild. Oh, this is fun, I thought. A photo finished. They both crossed the line. One skier was tackled by a teammate and celebrated. I looked up at the scoreboard. Did Norway win? Maybe Sweden? No. It was the United States of America. Woo. Yep. What? He wrote a bunch of A's. Yes, I had accidentally witnessed the first cross-country skiing gold medal in American history. Oh. Yeah. How did this guy get this gig? He's basically Forrest Gump. Yeah. He's wandering through. (laughs) Yeah. I, c- I could have done this for money. What the fuck? Derp. Well, you have to be a professional writer, Joel. I am a professional writer. What? <laughs> With many A's? Uh, number seven, late night Olympic karaoke. Oh, this is a fucking terrible article. Uh, one of the charming quirks of these Olympics were the off-duty karaoke buses that transported fans and media to the events. The neon lights made me want to stand up and sing at 2.30 a.m. after covering a late night, late night hockey game. Not really. He was out drinking. <laughs> he was just saying a late night hockey game because he's being cheeky. Right. Reporters yeah. are drunks. I get it. Yeah. Rather than lyrics, short track speed skating races and commercials flashed on the TV in front of the bus. In one ad, water gushed out of someone's nose. In another, some guy ate snow. It's a, truly a different country. Can you imagine someone eating snow? Yeah. Whoa. What? What? Many A's? That is crazy. Sean Gregory, everybody. Yep. <laughs> Number eight. And finally, snowboarder Red Gerard's run of a lifetime. The crushed Fitz beer cans were scattered in the snow on Sunday morning in Pyeongchang. Must mean I'm hanging out with the family of Red Gerard, the 17-year-old slope-style snowboarder who won a gold during the second full day of Olympic competition. No family was determined to treat their Olympic experience like a concert tailgate more than the Gerards. Cleveland transplants now living in Colorado. Of course, <laughs> Cleveland. Well, I'm kinda, th- this is a good story because that kid, when they showed him, Looked like the most 17-year-old slacker stoner you've ever seen. Yeah. And he just won a gold medal. I I saw a social media posting where they oh. showed him uh, music videos of 1990s music, and he didn't know any of it. Right, because he was born in <laughs> 2000. Because he's younger, yeah. and he doesn't, and he, he, he was like, oh, I don't, oh, man, I don't know. Oh, man, kids react, am I right? Though at one point, I mean, a lot of it, I was like, okay, this isn't great. But he saw Hey Ya, and they were like, do you like it? And he was like, nah, maybe back in the day. And I was like, now wait a second. Yeah. Hey Ya by Outkast is a fine oh, song for yeah. any era. Don't turn your Whether nose Whether you're a band. Beyonce or a Lucy Liu or a Baby Doll, it is a <laughs> fine tune. And that brings then to another wide world of weird sports. Oh, Hey Ya is a fine tune, but I don't remember any of the lyrics to it anymore besides that one. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close to the sports. 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 Podcast. But first, uh, let's give you our contact information from uh, Gold Medal. I'm back. I'm down here. Hey, Gold Look Medal. Look at me down here. Hey, could you read our contact info? Sure. Even though I can't go on the internet because I have no hands. Yep. We're having you do the contact info because yeah. no one removed you from Luckily, your chair. Luckily, the and- Amazon Echo allows me to voice control the internet. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> 
You Brave can New find world us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. Or you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. You won't see me there. I don't have a face. Or you can find all of our back episodes at soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. That's soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. I don't have ears, but I could still hear. Go figure. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. I'm still proud of our Olympians. I'm not. Fourth through sixth. (laughs) Lights off.